Welcome to Aligned and Soulful Leadership. My name is Kavita Milwani, and I empower soulful, multicultural women of color to opulently shine their light without the hustle. I truly believe you can fulfill your soul's desire without losing yourself, your health, or your life in the process. I know that you can ignite your confidence and know your worth all while walking your divine, unique path. So in this podcast, I will dive deep into topics, challenges, and blocks that women of color experience as they rise up into their aligned life and work. My deep desire is that BIPOC women can lead through their inner wisdom in a way that honors their soul. Are you ready to rise up as the leader you were born to be? Then this podcast is for you. Okay, welcome everyone. I am so excited today to have with me Jody Flynn. Um, and she her business is called Women Taking the Lead. And she's an executive coach, executive leadership coach, podcaster, author, and speaker. And organizations hire Jody to support their women leaders to develop the skills needed to grow into and thrive into senior leadership. Welcome, Jody. How are you today? Good, Kavita. Thank you so much for having me here. It's amazing. I'm well. How are you doing? I'm great. Yes, I'm excited. I've been excited, looking forward to this yes. for a while. <laughs> we definitely aligned on this subject from the first time we talked. We are definitely advocates of women, for sure. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And so before we go into our topic of, mm -hmm. you know, how to get your company to sponsor you for coaching, I would love to hear about you. So tell me first, you know, we talked about how you help companies and we're advocates of women. What, what had got you started doing this? Why are you doing this? Yes. Yeah, so high level version is um, I have my uh, bachelor's in psychology. So I've always been fascinated in how we grow, how we develop, how we, you know, can hone and tweak things about ourselves so that we can get better and better results and have always been on a journey of like, how do I be my best? You know, how do I bring forth my own unique talents, skills, passions, um, and really bring that to the world? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, found myself in mutual fund operations, you know, just at the entry level, won't get into what brought me there, because it wasn't mm -hmm. how I trained in college. But I was there and I'm definitely one who's like, I'm going to make the most of this. And mm -hmm. I am also uh, a bit type, I have some type A tendencies. <laughs> I have the perfectionism and people pleasing going on. And so being in this environment, I'm, you know, was just driven to, I'm going to do my best. And I found myself in that industry getting promoted very rapidly. I was promoted five times in six years and was in a position where I was in charge of corporate quality. So we were mm -hmm. being reviewed internally and externally. We were benchmarked against other companies in our industry. And I was overseeing the programs to make sure that like we were top 
right? Like we Mm -hmm. were, we were at the very top, which is, you know, part of my thing. And then, you know, and that work involved a lot of coaching, guiding, bringing out the best in others, you know, mm-hmm. really getting at what inspires people to do their best work and bring their best selves um, and also work as cohesive units as a team. And I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was like my dream job until I started feeling like I could be doing more with more people mm-hmm. out in the world. Like the job was great, but I started, you know, looking out the window, like, is this it? Is this, this what I'm going to be doing for the next 25 years? And I discovered coaching. I started meeting other coaches and just, they stood out in a crowd to me. They were just very present. They listened, they asked mm-hmm. great questions and they intrigued me. And I started doing my research and I thought, I think this, this is it for me. I think this is what I want to be doing. So after a couple of mergers and acquisitions in the industry, <laughs> I found myself actively getting um, trained as a coach and then mm-hmm. starting my own business. And, you know, as any coach can attest to, there's this evolution in your business where yeah. you're discovering like, okay, who am I meant to serve? What, what am, can I bring to the table? How, who can I help and what can I help them with? And I have found myself, as you described now, mm-hmm. you know, realizing, okay, women leaders are absolutely my passion. Mm-hmm. And from my own journey, I found I'm really good at helping these women mm-hmm. to you know, stabilize, however you want to say it, stabilize or recover from their last yes. promotion, however mm-hmm. they find themselves afterwards. Some people feel a little shaky after promotion. Some people mm-hmm. feel like maybe, oh, oh no, like maybe I shouldn't have accepted this promotion, but right. I, I help these women to stabilize and, and feel calm and confident once again in their leadership. And Mm -hmm. for those who are interested and want to help them prepare for the next promotion, because the next promotion's going to come around, right? It's like some opportunity is going to come become available. And so I help my clients in, in that stage. And I Mm -hmm. am loving it. Absolutely loving it. That sounds, yeah. I mean, I can hear the passion when you talk about it, how excited you are about helping these women. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women I'm sure have the, some imposter syndrome and it's like, can I do this? It's like that step when you take that brave step and the next level in whatever yeah. you're doing, there's a little bit of like looking back and like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe that was easier. Why did I do this? I should just, I should, maybe I should have, no, this is not. <laughs> right. And from my own experience and hearing my clients talk about it, sometimes, even though we may have experienced imposter syndrome in the past and it may flare every now and again, sure. right. You know, mm-hmm. depending on what's going on, we might have that moment of like, <gasps> You know, like, mm-hmm. did they did they hire the right person? Did they put the right person in place? Can I do this? After a significant promotion, right? That promotion that like 
causes you to have to change how you lead, right? Where your old strategies of leading don't work anymore and you need to adopt some new strategies. It can almost be like it grips you by the throat, the imposter syndrome where you're like, you know, and I, I know, especially one of my promotions, I didn't see it coming. Right. I was excited. I was like, yes, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. They're trusting me. I remember thanking um, the leaders who had made the decision. Thank you so much for putting your trust in me. I'm you're you're not going to doubt it. I'm going to do a great job. And a month Mm -hmm. in, I was like, oh, my God what did I sign myself up for? Cause you never know <laughs> yes, exactly you know. what you're going to face. Right. Even mm-hmm. if you have been trained, like things that happen in the marketplace and in the industry, they're always, mm-hmm. you know, curveballs and things that couldn't have been predicted. Nobody saw it coming. And then you right. find yourself mm-hmm. being a leader handling this curveball, and your team looking to you like, what do we do? Right. Yes. And, yes. And how do and, you do that? Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the imposter syndrome, yes, can be a, a big factor. That's just, and I'm, that's just part of it. There's, I'm sure many more layers that you help your clients with. So thank you for sharing the story and you know, what you're excited about doing and which women you help. Um, and of course there will be, you know, I'll put, make sure that we have available your website so people can get in touch with you. That'd be wonderful. Thank you, Kavita. So um, yes, because I know that there's someone hearing this and they're like, oh, Jody, I need to talk to Jody. (laughs) (laughs) She might not be able to help me. Um, So now transitioning to our topic. Yes. Okay. So what inspired you? Because you've taught, you've spoken about this topic before on your podcast and it's a, it's a topic that I've seen you post about. So what inspired you to, to do this, to talk about this? Like a lot of things, my clients inspired okay. a lot mm-hmm. of ideas um, in my business. There's no better learning source for me than my yeah. own clients. And <laughs> so just to give some context, there was a time in my business where I was coaching more um, women who had small businesses, small teams, mm-hmm. right? And so they're the decision maker. They have, you know, they sign the checks. They make the decisions on where the money goes in their business. And it was, you know, professional development for them. Mm-hmm. And so the conversations were pretty straightforward, pretty simple. It was yes, no, is this worthwhile? What would be the benefits? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, not that there aren't challenges there, but they were straightforward conversations. And, you know, during that time, a trickle of women who were leaders within organizations were reaching out to me and mm. they were interested in paying for their own professional development. Right. Because they, they either had the budget or for them, it was an investment because they were working towards a promotion, right. That would be mm-hmm. financially beneficial to them. So they felt the investment in coaching to be able to get that promotion was well worth the investment. And so they would hire me and pay for their own coaching. And within the last year, I have been hired by women who initially the conversations, and I honestly can't 
remember if it was one of them or I asked the question first, but it was something that I had not considered before, but all, you know, we found ourselves talking about, well, would the company pay for this? Because they were going to be, it was a conversation around like the benefits that the company was going to see as a result of this woman um, getting coached. And I had that conversation with three clients last fall Mm -hmm. and all three of them got a yes from their company to pay for their coaching. And it was either for um, most, if not all of the cost of coaching was going right. to be covered. And, you know, three in a row that, that was pretty significant. Yes. And I found myself thinking, how do I make this easier for other women? Now, I think mm-hmm. part of the reason why these three women had such an easy time was because they didn't question, you know, the, yes. the worth to their companies mm-hmm. to do this. But I wondered, do all women know this? Because I didn't. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've shared on my podcast when I, I discussed this very topic in an episode in my career, mutual fund operations, like, yes, my company paid for me to have training and development, but it was training and development that was for everybody, right? It was like the same training that everyone in the company was going through or all of the leaders in the company were going through. There was nothing specialized just for Mm -hmm. me, for me to be able to overcome the specific challenges I was having and also that I was having as a a woman leader. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, you know, if I'd asked, I think they would have said yes, you know, Mm -hmm. if I had made a case for it, but it didn't even occur to me. And so with that, I was, I thought, okay. I need, I need to get the word out there. And because the more I, I also talk to HR managers, talent mm-hmm. development leaders, there's money in budgets. Many companies have budgets for this type of training, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's earmarked based on what the leaders or decision makers want their people to use it for, unless somebody asks for something specific. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where I think it's kind of like, you know, we, we all have relationships where people are willing to help us or do things for us, mm-hmm. but they don't know what we need unless we ask for it. Okay. And once we ask, they're more than happy to help. And the same thing goes within organizations. I, I you know, the HR, talent development, and other leaders, they want to support You know, they want their people to develop. They know the benefits the company will see if someone feels more confident and has more competencies Mm -hmm. as a leader, but they, they won't know that there's this opportunity unless it's asked of them. Right. So, so that's the goal. That's the goal is to to empower women to ask, to ask for this type of training and coaching. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just, you know, just to reiterate some of the things you shared. So first it's understanding that this coaching is benefiting your company. When a person receives coaching, their company benefits. Yes. Yes. And so that first kind of like that mindset of understanding that, that, that there is a benefit. And then the second piece is asking and asking what you're talking about is HR 
or what else did you say? Oh, it's talent development. Talent if your development, company has yes. talent development or your own manager, you oh, can even manager. start yeah. there. Right. And, and to put this in context, <clears throat> you know, if somebody is already a leader in an organization, it means the company has faith in them, right? Mm -hmm. They saw something in them mm -hmm. to, to offer them that opportunity to be a leader. And companies don't promote someone into a leadership position and think, okay, they're good. Set it and forget it. We'll just leave them here for the next 20, 30 years and everything will be great. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, like that's not even in their, their paradigm, mm -hmm. you know, uh, companies put people in leadership positions in the hopes that they will grow and develop and will be able to, you know, rise in leadership, you know, over the course of time and companies want their leaders to, you know, be happy and feel fulfilled in mm -hmm. their role and that they're growing and there there's opportunities for learning. So this, this I like, and I say this just to kind of underscore there's fertile ground here for the conversation, right? right. Like mm -hmm. I think sometimes when, especially women, when we think about, I'm going to ask somebody for money. Oh, right? oh yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Like, you, like we, both of us were like, uh, oh. Like, like <laughs> you know, and I'm asking someone to trust me and to see me as worth the investment that mm -hmm. can bring up a lot of stuff, yes, right? A, yeah. a lot of story, a lot of conditioning. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, my goal and our goal is to help women realize these conversations are normal, right? And they are a part of your growth and development right? You will not, you know, uh, be faced with a decision maker or your manager who would ever think, no, this isn't worth it. Like it'll be, it is worthwhile to them. They know it's worthwhile. It's really a question of, it's a conversation to have because it's dependent upon is the money there, right? right. And can mm -hmm. it be utilized for this or is there something else? So just case in point, um, someone reached out to me recently, mm -hmm. really, really wanted um, to work together. She does want her company to pay for it. However, her company has just paid for an $8,000 certification for her right. this year. So mm -hmm. she's like, okay, for this year, I've used up the training and development money earmarked for me. But mm -hmm. next year, like this, this will be a strong possibility, which was a great conversation for her and I to have because mm -hmm. I was able to say to her, okay, in the meantime, here are some questions you can think about. Here's some, mm -hmm. you know, I could offer her some resources to grow. So, but it, it wasn't that the company wouldn't be willing to invest in her. It just, it was just no for now, as right. opposed to a flat out no. Right. And they had already invested in the certification program. So they're willing to invest. Yes. Right. In the development. And so what, where would a person start? Where would a women leader, maybe she's just promoted or even wants to be, but kind of feels kind of stuck. That could be another reason to, yes. to seek coaching. Yes. And so what would they start? How would they start this process? Well, they'd start with, and I, you and I have kind of already done this, right? Mm -hmm. know that this is a huge benefit to your company, right? right. Just mm -hmm. get that frame of mind. Like you are not selfishly asking for this. Mm -hmm. You are actually offering to do something 
that will be a benefit to your company. Yes. It's a benefit for you as well, but it's a huge benefit for your company. And then I would say identify um, if your company um, has money earmarked Mm -hmm. for training and development. Many companies do. They get tax write-offs for having money designated and spent on training and development of their employees. Then be clear. Like, what is it you're specifically looking to develop? Right. Because you don't you don't want to, you know, because I love going to conferences. I love going to seminars. I love coaching. But what am I looking to get? What is that thing I'm going to bring back, get better at that is going to be the -hmm. benefit to the company? So you want to connect the dots between your development and how it's going to benefit your company. Um, And then identify a coach or training program that Mm -hmm. is designed to help you develop in those areas. So collect information um, on that coach and on that, and that program. And then when you have that sketch, like with that information, gather the costs, right? Like, mm-hmm. and identify the credibility of these programs too. So you've identified the coach or the program, gather their credibility. Like, you know, so I'll use you as an example, Kavita. So if somebody oh. wants to work with you, right? Uh-huh. Like, 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 instead of like hypothetical, let's, br- let's mm-hmm. bring it down to like something very specific and real. Somebody's been listening to you and they really like, no, like you get them, you'll be able to help them. There's something specific that they want to work on. So mm-hmm. they might go to your website and yes. see yeah. like, okay, what credentials do you have? Are there any materials that you offer to be helpful? They might schedule a meeting with you and to find out more about your coaching and the costs and what the program looks like. So Mm -hmm. they'll gather all that information and say, okay, now I'm going to go to my decision maker, Kavita, and I'm going to have the conversation with them. So that when the they schedule this meeting and have this meeting with their decision makers or their leaders, they already, they have the right frame of mind, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is worth it. I'm worth it. It's worth it to the company. Yes, I know what I'm working on and I'm explaining that and I'm tying it to how it would benefit the company. And then right. I tell them about Kavita and how, you know, she works with her clients. This is her program. This is what her other clients have benefited from. These are her mm-hmm. credentials. This is the cost of the program. And then this is how much the company earmarks for training and development for each employee. Or, you know, I mean, that in and of itself, that's a fantastic conversation. Now, if the company, if you aren't able to discover if your company has money earmarked for training and development, you can just make it an ask. You know, would the company cover any or all of these costs so that I can do this coaching? Right. Or this training program. This training program. Yeah. So a couple of co- questions come to mind. One is, what would you say are just some examples of benefits that you can bring to a company? I would say, okay, so with the example of a woman who's been newly promoted, but she hasn't been feeling like confident and like she's got everything under control. 
I would speak to that. I would say, you know, ever since I've been promoted, I've taken a a bit of a hit to my confidence. I'm still performing. But if I were to feel confident, Mm -hmm. right, I would be able to communicate more clearly. I wouldn't second guess decisions. Mm -hmm. I would be, I would be better able to ask the right questions, ask for help and get more support from my team. I'd also feel a little more relaxed about delegating, Mm -hmm. you know, because part of the reason I'm having a hard time delegating is because I want to make sure I've got everything under control. But with that confidence, I think I would be able to like, let go of some of these tasks that I'm doing and then focus more strategically on the long-term goals of the company. Right. So that's a conversation, you know, you can definitely have with your manager and, you know, your manager probably knows at this point, you Mm -hmm. know, that, okay, like you're doing well, because this is the thing. Most of the women who hire me and hire you, Kavita, they're incredibly talented. They're incredibly capable. Mm -hmm. They are skilled. They do what it takes to deliver on the job. Yes. The question is at what sacrifice? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. What are they, you know, because when we do things and we're not feeling confident about it, you know, there there's a hit that we take either to our physical well-being, our Mm -hmm. mental well-being, our emotional well-being, our personal life. You know, I often have clients when we're first starting to work together who say I've had to sacrifice time with my family because I am feeling unconfident at work. So I'm spending more time at night and on the weekends. Right going through my emails, preparing for meetings and all of that. And so the more confident we feel, and then we, you know, Mm -hmm. our overall wellness is better, more time with our families, right? More relaxed at work, right? Mm -hmm. All of that stuff. And then we're ready for the next promotion as well when the Mm -hmm. time comes, right? So our managers also want to make sure we're ready. Like, and even if it's not a promotion, it might be a big project. They want to know that we're ready to take on the next big thing. But if we're not feeling confident in what we're doing now, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be ready. You're not. Yes, you're not going to be ready to take on what's next. And so why would a company care if you... (laughs) Right. So let's think about this. Right. right? So that, uh, what comes to mind is that I'm here and I stay at this position that I'm still figuring out five years later. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I didn't receive mentorship, support, coaching, whatever I needed to feel confident enough and kind of had to figure it out on my own, mm-hmm. which a lot of my clients end up doing because they come from backgrounds where asking for help is not okay. It's a sign of weakness. Okay. Yeah. So why would a company care? (laughs) Because you're five years in, but there's Mm -hmm. a bitter taste in your mouth that Mm -hmm. you have from the last promotion. So when your company comes to you and they say somebody is retiring and we would like you to take over their position when they retire. And Mm -hmm. then you say, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because why would you put yourself through that again? And 
at a higher level where there's more stakes, more, co- mm-hmm. you know, more risk, right? So we translate that to there's more at stake, there's more risk. It's going to require more sacrifice yes, and more struggle and more mm-hmm. stumbling on my part, right? So if we can have the last promotion be a really good experience mm-hmm. for someone, especially women who companies need Companies need women in senior leadership, mm-hmm. right? The benefits, the research has been done. The benefits are known. Companies yes. are struggling and striving to get more women into senior leadership. Mm-hmm. If they can have each promotion be an amazing experience for women, then women will be more likely to say yes to the next one and to the next one and to the next one, right. as opposed to putting on the brakes and second guessing, and just remembering all the bad things that happened the last time. Right. And then the personal cost, right? So when we, when we're making a decision, right, like, let's say taking on the next level in our career, a role that will require more responsibility, we're looking at, okay, so what, what am I going to have to give up for that? Yes. Right. And is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Right. right. So yeah. and for a lot of, um, I would say all people right now, but a lot of women, this last, these last two years, it's made us reassess a lot of our priorities and what's important. Oh, a hundred percent. Like we can throw out all the terms, the she session, the great recession, the great great reshuffle, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I know that affected women and men, but millions of women left the workplace. They left because and it wasn't yeah. all because of childcare. Some mm-hmm. women left the workplace because they just felt like I've had it. This mm-hmm. this is not working for me. There are not supports in place for women, you mm-hmm. know? And so coaching can be an incredible um stopgap, I guess, for lack yeah. of a better term. Um and it's a great support for these women, because with my clients, I often find, you know, and, and I'll say to them, your circumstances may not change, but how you interact with your circumstances Mm -hmm. will change. And that may make all the difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. And most of the time that's, that's what ends up happening Mm -hmm. with a lot of clients, right? It's just how they show up, how they communicate, you know, all how they feel about it, the mindset, all that is, it impacts their experience in a way that they can grow and connect and feel more purpose, like all the things, all the good things that we want in our days, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So then, you know, on the, on, to add to this, I would just add for companies, it's that you have the retention also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it costs companies money to train new people tons of money, anywhere from half the annual salary of a position Mm -hmm. to two times the salary. Right. That's expensive. That's expensive. And then we don't even know if that person's really a good fit. I mean, they have an interview process and everything. And in a way, you're taking a chance on that person, whoever Mm -hmm. you choose. And you invest all this time, energy, money, the company does to train this individual and they may not or may not be a good fit. But you, they know. Uh, you know, they know you, they know your potential, they know all the traits and how you show up. And so it is in their best interest to retain you as in in their company. 
A hundred percent. They definitely want to keep you. And this is the thing. I remember seeing the statistics years ago, you know, people reporting when they left their jobs, how many people reported that they didn't leave so much the company as they were leaving their boss, right? Because they had a bad boss, right? Now, if people will leave a company because of their boss, they'll also stay, right? And anecdotally, I know people in my life who stuck with a company because they really like their boss. They really Mm -hmm. like their coworkers. And if your team, if you are a great leader, your team will love working for you. Not only will they retain you, but they will also through you retain more employees reporting up to you. right? Right. So that's a huge benefit to the company as well. Right. Yes. Because if you don't show up as, a leader that people that want to work with, then they may leave too. Right. Yeah. And it's part of the reason why I love working with leaders because leaders have a ripple effect, mm-hmm. yes. right? They, yeah. they are causing change. They are having an impact. I mean, everyone at a company has an impact, but with leaders, it becomes exponential. It's an, ex- you know, the impact that they have, right? So having support, for the leaders of a company is incredibly important because their um, their leadership will ripple out through the company and make a, dif- a big difference to company culture. Yes, that's right. And then, um, I mean, I'm sure we could talk about this for a really long time. <laughs> Continue to, to talk swap about stories. It. Yes. <laughs> And I think that there's a point, you know, where it's like, okay, people have enough to to get started, right? So just to wrap up this um, conversation, is there any other things you want to make sure and communicate about asking your company to sponsor you for coaching? Um, I have a checklist that will help people go through all of these steps. I can put that in the comments so that people can access that. But I would also encourage anyone who is listening to our conversation to reach out to you, Kavita, to reach out to me, to have that quick conversation, you know, because what I I find is um, a lot of times it's not that we don't know what to do. Right. You and I have gone through the steps. We, you know, here are the steps you go through to have this conversation. What holds us up is mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know from experience, a quick conversation with you, a quick conversation with me, we can help somebody like get clear on what they want to say and give them a perspective that helps to make that conversation easy. I often, you know, I I see it in my own life. Like whenever I'm hesitating or dragging my feet on something, like I'll stop and, you know, kind of do some self-coaching. What's going on here? What am I telling myself? What what do I think is going to happen, right? Because it's what we imagine is going to happen. It's like any quote unquote, hard conversation, right? We, we avoid them because in our mind, we're like, Oh, it's not going to go well. They're mm-hmm. going to get mad. This, this is going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Things are going to get weird or this is going to mm-hmm. hurt our relationship or I'm going to hear no, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. all the meaning that we attach to all of that, that holds us back more than, you know, I don't know what to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Right. Usually I don't know what to do is not true. <laughs> yes. Right. Or, Most you know, even time. if it's true, it's easy to figure out. Yes. Right. Yes. If you don't know what to do, go back. You and I have like outlined the steps. I have a checklist, that sort of thing. But if you're still hesitating, mm-hmm. there's something else going on. There's something else. Yes. Okay. Love that. Thank you. And that checklist sounds amazing. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes a person doesn't know, okay, what do I do? Yeah. I can talk to my manager, but just having something there, like, oh, these are the steps that I need right. to take. Yes. Right. That I know. So helpful. I have, uh, I feel more empowered and I feel confident when Mm -hmm. there's a checklist and like, I have all my ducks in a row. Like I am ready. Now I know I'm ready. I know what to do. Right. right? And then I just want to do it. Right. And get it and get it done and have it out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that can be incredibly helpful for some of the people who are listening. Definitely the conversation piece, right. To get you ready for that, for that difficult conversation. And difficult is a perception, right? The perception right. of it being difficult. So yes, right. changing that that kind of mindset of actually this is this is actually a mutually beneficial thing that I'm asking for. Right. And I would say even having the conversation has a benefit in and of itself. Oftentimes women are overlooked for promotion and opportunities because their leaders didn't know they wanted them. Yeah, they didn't ask. They didn't ask. They just put their head down. They were good workers. They Mm -hmm. did everything that was expected of them. And they waited and hoped for someone to notice the good work that they were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So just by having the conversation, just by asking, you're putting yourself on your leader's radar and they know, they know you're looking for opportunities. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that as well. And thank you for doing this today. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm so honored. I'm sure so many women will benefit from hearing this. Mm. Right. And maybe um, they can pass it on to people that need to hear right this. So I think this is a wonderful thing to start that conversation and just even being able to ask if, even if the answer is not now, or we don't do that. Well, you did that. You did it. Right. Yes. You were able right. to do that. So just you advocated for yourself. You advocated for yourself. Huge. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing to do. So yes. So thanks again. And um, until we next time, right? Yeah. Everyone take good care. Thank you for joining me for Aligned and Soulful Leadership. I was inspired to start this podcast as a way to empower women of color to rise up into their aligned leadership. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned during this episode available in the show notes at alignedandsoulfulpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. And if you haven't received my free abundance meditation and exercise, then go to alignedandsoulfulleadership.com and subscribe to my newsletter and you will receive this powerful visualization and exercise to ignite your abundant life. Thank you. Until next time, take good care. Bye.